Hey everyone, welcome to Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the one with the big old green head in the profile picture. I'm so excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies and TV shows, and maybe at some point I could get into comics, but that's a while off. Hope you enjoy. Smash Trevor presents the Gamma Analysis. And I want to ask everyone listening if they could please do sign for me. Please share the hell out of this podcast with all your friends. Because I really want to get the Gamma Analysis to be big enough that by the time She-Hulk comes out, maybe I could become press and either get the first episode early or be invited to the premiere. Or even just get one of the press goodie bags. For this episode, I'm going to review the Hulk... The Incredible Hulk 77, Episode 8. Just so you know, this is not a critical podcast, and the majority of my review will be things I liked in it. With that being said, uh, Ed, I have a co-host today, and I do not force my co-hosts to co- follow the same code positivity if they don't want to. Our co-host today is Keith, a.k.a. Keith Sketches, a.k.a. Film Critter with a K. How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing good, man. I cannot believe how crazy this episode is for so early. So early in a series. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I didn't think, like, if they were going to come up with some big twist for the end of a season or something, I didn't expect this one. And and on top of that, I didn't expect it to come, what, three episodes before the end? Four episodes before the finale? Yeah, something like that. Um, All right, so... I have a trivia question for you, as I always do. Which two people created the Hulk? Ah, uh, okay. I would have to guess Dr. Banner and Dr. Baxter. In a way. I mean, I mean, there are probably some other people involved, like the guy at the front desk. I'm sure somebody also just like in a in a strange way ordered them the wrong sandwich that day that day, and that they they you know changed their their brain chemistry to the point where they Maybe made a mistake, but uh, yeah, Banner or Baxter? Is it Baxter? I've gotten her name wrong before. Um, I it is. I you to, forgot her I name don't too, remember. didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Um, uh, I was meaning the people who created him as a character. Oh, but shit. honestly, you um, honestly that that does technically work. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna get the answer to the other one so you're just gonna have to go with that answer. okay <laughs> well i'll uh i'll announce the uh the answer later in the episode and i highly recommend watching the episode before listening to this podcast um because even though i do try to mention every scene that's in the episode there are sometimes scenes i miss out on and i and and also, just because this is commentary on the episode, you're uh, you're going to miss out. Uh, uh, you're going to miss out, and it's not going to make a hell of a lot of sense if you haven't seen the uh, the episode before you're listening to it. Uh, so, um, just want uh, to put that out there before we start a review. And this episode, the podcast I want to shout out is the Sequel Pitch Podcast. Every episode, they take a movie. They review it, but then and they make a game where each one of them 
makes a pitch for a sequel to the film that they were reviewing. And each episode, oh, they have a guest judge come in to decide who has the best sequel pitch. I listened to their episode on the Joker movie and I really loved it. And I think you got uh, you all will too if you love my podcast. So, oh, please check them out. And that sounds awesome. I, I just followed them on Twitter because you said that. And that game sounds really fun. Yeah. It, it was and really also, cool. I messed up again. Her name is Elena Marks. Ah, uh, yes. I keep thinking her name. I don't know why. There's I someone else named Baxter in the show. It's, oh, I think that's the, um, the zoologist. Doctor. Yeah, at the zoo. Fuck. And she's very nice as well. But yeah. uh, and, I and, and it, it's probably mainly because they look very similar. Mm. Mm. Just as every love interest in the show looks very similar. <laughs> I think you're really underestimating what the casting agents in the uh, 1980s or 1970s were were doing when they cast women. They were, they were really there. I think the uh, unfortunately the mold to fit the mold was very much uh, a a very close uh, mm-hmm. narrow narrow uh, quota. I don't know the words. Uh, uh, so, um and. Just as I did last episode, I want to give, uh, give Keith the chance to talk a bit about his upcoming project. So, uh-oh, let everyone know again about that, Keith. Thank you. Um, it's called Ord- Ordinary Everyday Fools. It is a very uh, limited series at the moment um, where me and my co-host Liz will be talking about the National Lampoon's vacation movies and the five of those movies that we consider the legitimate five. So it's going to be the original vacation movie, 1983. It's going to be vacation Europe or, or also known as European vacation. Um, the Christmas vacation movie, which is probably the most popular by far. Mm-hmm, everybody, definitely. everybody seems to tune in for that one. Um, uh, Vegas vacation and the remake reboot. Not really a remake because they do feature Chevy Chase yeah, in it, that. Uh, it's, he, yeah, it is. I would say it's just as much. Uh, I could be considered just as much a sequel as any of the other films uh, in yeah. the franchise because it has uh, as Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. I think so. Yep. Like, yes, um, Beverly and, D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, it, since uh, I I say that mainly because I'm pretty sure every film in the franchise, the kids are played by different actors. So it's yes. Uh, so the, uh, the fact that um, Randy, I think the star, or if I remember right of the 2015 one is played by a different actor. Doesn't make uh, like much of a difference. Of course. Of course. In this one, Randy is played by, wait, is it Randy? Ed Helms. Yes. It's Ed Helms. I think it was Randy. Or, Russ, hey, Rusty. Russ. Uh, it's okay. I think uh, Randy might be the uh, <laughs> the uncle, maybe. Uh, that is well. Randy Quaid plays the uncle, Uncle Eddie. Um, yes, uh, Randy is definitely a name that is associated with the vacation <laughs> franchise, regardless. But no, uh, Russ and Audrey play the kids, and they are, have been played by different actors every yeah. single movie. Yeah. So Ed Helms and Leslie Mann played them in the most recent one, and I think by the time 2015 came around, when they decide they're going to do a re a, a rebirth of a franchise, they know better than to do a remake. 
they know there's more money and more solidarity and nostalgia to make it a sequel. Mm -hmm. So I think they did a really good job and associating even Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase and the small part they played. I'm very excited to prove to my friend Liz that that movie is better than she remembers. So that's that's a little side Mm -hmm. plot for our five episode arc. Well, that's uh, uh, it's gonna be a pretty awesome podcast. So, uh, so I recommend anyone who's listening to this is to uh, check that out when it comes out, and I will definitely be checking it out as well. Um, so, so this episode that we are reviewing to, uh, today is titled "The Hulk Breaks Las Vegas," and nice. in this episode. Sadly, I don't think we got any kind of last name for David, which is the which is very interesting to me. Uh, um, I I agree. It, it is very strange that like it became a thing. It became almost like a joke to like track what fake name he was going to give. And when I typed it in, what fake name did I not hear or something? It it just this one website that tracks how many Hulk outs there are. And what his fake name was said two Hulk outs, no alias. And I was like, what? So yeah, yeah um, that was sad. And also like, also the other episode that I watched this week, uh, like the ninth episode, which uh, episode that one also does not have a name. It's, uh, a, shame. it's, interesting. it's a damn shame. They can't think of that many names to start with B. Yeah. Um, it, I would have th- thought definitely for the, uh, for this episode, like he would, uh, have some kind of fake name name since he's very much in like uh, he's, he's he's in a big city so he uh, so um if uh, if anywhere he would want to have um uh, a fake identification you'd want it there versus uh, versus some of the episodes where he's in small towns it's probably not as important to have them very true very true yeah. uh, well, at the same time everything that happens in Vegas stays in vegas i don't know if you've heard that before true have you been to vegas sean no i have not i've been once and it's uh it's horrifying it's terrifying yeah i've i have heard stories (laughs) (laughs) it'll gobble you up it's funny much like a 747 in our last episode is the perfect marriage for the biggest hero in the marvel world uh vegas is the perfect marriage for the most aggressive city with the most aggressive Definitely. hero. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to try right. and find some kind of connection for every single episode. With you. Just, just, you know, just big all right. Head. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so we start off the, off the episode with David working as a card shill at a casino in Las Vegas. And he's talking to another employee, a lady who, again, Looks like all the previous love interest, and this one actually is a love interest. Uh, is the last one wasn't, but this one, de- uh, this one definitely is. Is she? Uh, she? I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Though she wasn't in a lot of the episode, actually. She she definitely has been flirting with David for a week, and they they definitely if if David had his way and could li- live his life just not on the run and not looking for a cure. I'm sure he would settle down with, is it Kathy? I think her name's Kathy. I think that was it. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing is, 
there have been multiple love interests where you could say that. Mm-hmm. The one, uh, the one in New York, you could also say that with the one, uh, the one at the zoo, you could also say that with he, like he would happily settle down with them, but he, uh, but he just leaves them. I think that adds to his tragedy. He's supposed to be a tragic hero, and the sense that we are one. He's also a ladies' man. He's very affectionate. He's very charismatic, and he gets along and immediately starts flirting. You see it uh, all through this episode. He's a mm-hmm. great flirt. He's not the he's not yeah. the version of Bruce Banner that we get many other times later on, in uh, you know uh, the Hulk saga. But uh, this David Banner, my goodness, he knows how to wear bell bottoms and uh, and get numbers. You know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um. So the next I have here. Um, then we see a Wanda, a woman holding an envelope at an airport with two men following her. And I was surprised that we are seeing an airport two episodes in a row. That <laughs> it's fair. It's, <laughs> you, mean, you don't want to confuse the episodes, that's for sure. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, I'm, I'm noticing. With this show, there's uh, there's a lot of times where they where they do a lot of similar things again and again. Well, even this the title, the Hulk breaks Las Vegas. What was the Times Square episode called? Um, Terror in Times Square. Terror in Times Square. So he's just he's gonna go to these big metropolises and just wreak havoc. And there's gonna be an episode for any giant city that hasn't been named yet. Um, I'm, I'm uh, excited for every one of them, but I feel like they're going to be a little bit recycled after a while. Yep, I, I did notice though, oh, later in the episode that they they definitely were not able to get him actually in Las Vegas, like they were able to get him in uh, uh, in um, New York City because he was definitely green screened in <laughs> when he was outside. Which I mean, I noticed it immediately too. So. Obviously, they they didn't do a great job hiding that, but at the same yeah. time, hey, I didn't even know they had the ability to do that in 1970 yeah. or, or 79. Like yeah. that was that was a good for them. But I was like, yeah, he was actually in Times Square. He was. Yeah. Oh so yeah, much. he definitely <laughs> he was in Times Square. Um, but uh, um, after she noticed that uh, said they were following her, she quickly hid the envelope. Went home and told. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was supposed to be a boyfriend, fiance, or husband, and or what. But is uh, but this reporter named Ed. What happened? Um, and we find out that he's working on this this damning story that he needs evidence from that envelope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to see like this this. It's nice to see a couple of innocent people uh, mixed to this, mixed up in something suspicious. Of course, as always is the case. Once you see how David's doing, you cut to the suspicion. But yeah. it's nice to see this from a couple of heroes' perspective or a couple of innocent people's perspective instead of just going, "Okay, here's David. Here's the villains." Yeah, that's like definitely it's refreshing. Um, the nice thing I wrote down was. Uh, we find out that they know Jack McGee, and so they call him for help. And Ed goes to meet with the man that he's doing a story on 
to distract them while Wanda goes to meet Jack. Um, and honestly, I uh, I I really like how uh, how Jack was uh, is brought into this episode out of the story. Mm-hmm. I think that it was a really interesting way, and it, and it makes us be able to get to know him a bit more actually as a character. And it reminds us there's this one scene where they're getting, I think, uh, uh, David's having lunch with Kathy and she's looking through the newspaper on her break or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she looked through the newspaper and she starts talking about this journalist, Jack McGee, who's making these ridiculous claims about a a big green man. And he's just like those UFO journalists. And, oh, he's so silly. And she she says, there's that McGee guy. And he goes, where? He looks yeah. around for a second and it like it's just this oh, cheeky like yeah. reminder that he's always looking over his shoulder for this character and yeah and we I, haven't I seen love him in a while. that scene um yeah i and that's actually where the the next uh, uh next couple of notes i have were was the we see david taking kathy out to lunch and well she's definitely another love interest and uh but Kathy starts making fun of McGee's Hulk articles and I found it hilarious when she says that she thinks it's McGee dressing up in a green suit. <laughs> yeah, it's so blurry and so out of focus. You can't it's probably just McGee in a green suit. That was that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, even though oh I as the audience looking at that newspaper. You can tell that uh, oh, that even though it's blurry, it, they definitely did take a picture of Lou Ferrigno to put in yeah. there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but we know mm-hmm. him as iconic Hulk star Lou Ferrigno. Imagine you if you didn't know who that was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> could look like a blurry a blurry Jack suit. Well, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so after, uh, oh, that's not. Uh, not where we are. Uh, in the same uh, restaurant as David is with uh, Kathy, we see that the owner of the casino is trying to bribe Ed. Um, Ed, Ed acts like he's thinking about it, even though he's actually probably not. He may have, but we're uh, but they hit him with a car before we uh, before we would actually be able to tell whether he did think much about it. Mm-hmm. I think um, he was trying to get more juice. He was trying to get the, to the to the meat and potatoes of that conversation. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of jelly in them donuts. They wanted to get to the it's the incriminating definitely. recordings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I do think it would have been interesting if there were like we did get to see like shortly after or um he leaves like him he is, starts thinking a little bit about about whether or not he should take the bribe. Mm-hmm. I think that would. have add a little bit of complexity oh, to it. i mean they do leave it kind of ambiguous i mean yeah maybe who's but to say? i thought it was uh, it's funny about how uh, just immediately after there he leaves the meeting the casino boss is uh, is like yeah he's not thinking about it at all we're, uh, so we're going to kill him <laughs> <laughs> we're, like he's like not a chance yeah, he's like, uh, did he did he take the bait? Not a chance. I remember that moment. That was uh, uh, that was a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I gotta say, it's a shame that the thug, I think his name is Lee, um, as much as he doesn't look like Sasha Baron Cohen, and, and like I was very happy to see that they're 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 changing 
changing what their thugs look like. I'm very happy to see that. Uh, it's a shame he had to witness David taking that recorder with incriminating evidence mm-hmm. on it. It's a real, real shame. He just happened to be at the front of the looky loose, uh, looking around and seeing that shit at the actual so, scene of the incident. Though so I'm pretty sure didn't uh, didn't the guy give uh, give David the recording while they were driving? He so he explained the recording while they were driving, but he handed them the recorder. Oh, he was like, okay. "Take it, take it, please." And he's like, oh, "What yeah. a, a recorder?" Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Which I actually hadn't uh, hadn't noticed uh, during that scene that the thug was there watching them, and, to, uh, and I only realized later when the thug came to the hospital. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I the next thing I wrote was that as David rides in the ambulance with Ed, um, we get to see him use his big doctor's brain, which I oh it's. I really like seeing um, and uh, I say I wrote was that I find it funny that for a second time in the series, David has to get a recorder to Jack McGee because he, he because in the um, guilt models and murder episode, he also had to do that. I just I completely forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. It, that's what like big reason why I'm just like I find it so interesting how they it feels like they're reusing a lot of things again mm-hmm. and again in the series. Yeah, I think I think with the investigative journalism that Jack McGee is supposed to be doing too, it's like he owes David like a like a like a piece of his career, his uh, earnings now. <laughs> oh, he yeah. keeps getting all these great stories <laughs> coming to him <laughs> delivered on tape recorder. Yeah. Uh, but I was uh, I was amazed that, that David was charged with the basically like the last wishes of a man who didn't know he was going to survive or not. Right. Yeah. And he says, get the you know, got to get this recorded. Jackie McGee himself. And what a great twist to bring these two ships in the night that are just constantly passing and missing each other. And it's uh, something that uh, made the episode really unique. Um, mm-hmm. Not in, you know, I forgot this. I wrote this before I remembered the fact that uh, he had to give a tape recorder to him earlier, but the <laughs> fact that he has to like, it's like, okay, you can't deny this one. you got to really go in there. And it, what made me laugh is I knew it was a big twist when the show had its first unique commercial break. And right before yeah. the commercial break, it was like this, this re- reiter- reiteration. Okay. You've got to get this tape recorder to Jack McGee. And you hear the voice in David's head. And then he pauses as like, as soon as he's going to go walk toward the place, the Jack's staying, there's this freeze frame and this like, yeah. bah, bah, bah. I was like, yeah, I haven't seen so, something like that damn. since Star Trek. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought that was really funny too. I was uh, like, Oh, I saw that. I was like, wait, they've never done a freeze frame before. Yeah. It was so dramatic. It was, it, it just, it sang the song of, of, of shows like it around that era. And I remember when I would go and watch original or, or episodes of the original Star Trek series, every single commercial break <laughs> was preceded with that kind of moment where they had like the suspense just to make sure you tuned in and uh, watched after you saw that commercial about laundry detergent or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Yeah. So when they get to the hospital, the doctor tells David that Ed is in a coma. Um, 
And I uh, and then the next thing I wrote was uh, us, and there he is, our main man Jack, getting off his plane. Um, and uh, this is where I wrote. I, I loved how uh, how Jack is brought into the story of this episode, uh, which we already mentioned. Uh, mentioned and um, so the next thing I have uh, I have is that one of the casino owners' goons came to the hospital asking about Ed most likely trying to confirm his kill. And when the, the goon finds out he's in intensive care and that David probably saved his life, um, I wrote, uh, 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 at the time, I'm guessing the goon is going to be going after David now. <laughs> yeah, more than likely, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, see. And here's what, uh, where you had set, uh, said of the we of uh, seeing David walking to the building where uh, I, I wrote at this point, cause I, I at this point, I like it would have surprised the hell out of me if like he actually brought the recorder to Jack. Like, I was like, I, I wrote, we see uh, David walking into a building and it actually seems like he's planning on taking the recorder to Jack. Um, well, yeah. Did you hear that yeah. dramatic music? Yeah. Bam, bam. Oh. whatever it was yeah something like that and then i wrote, i wrote just like you about how it was really cool seeing the uh that freeze frame um and then it was well, a one of the biggest notes probably uh of the episode and maybe of that we've had through this show of where I, I wrote oh my god david is actually talking to mcgee on the phone and I love yep. how McGee said, who is this? Your voice sounds very familiar. Yeah. And it's like a guy I knew that told me he doesn't like me, doesn't like it when I make him angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, and I think that Jack realized it's David and he tried to catch him. Uh, and and it, it almost worked. Uh, worked. We tried, came downstairs, uh, um, because David didn't realize for a while that he was uh, that he had left the room. Mm-hmm. Do you, you, think you he feel... realized that uh, that <sighs> it was David? I don't know if he real. I think he was suspicious enough, and he's conniving enough to always be thinking of the the quickest way to you know to solve a mystery. And he's he's he thought, okay, well, this is the surefire way for me to catch the guy, whoever the hell this is. uh, And I'm suspicious enough to go for it. I don't know that he really connected the dots that it was David. um, But what I noticed, like what what struck me so much in that conversation on the phone is how much I've been I've been goofing on Jack McGee as a character and, you know, acting like he's just an ass that uh, David has to outrun. But, you know, he's talking about how his friend Jack's friend is in critical condition and I started to feel for Jack like the actor playing Jack made me feel for him and I think that he knocked that scene out of the park and because you've got to assume Jack has been kind of going mad chasing this ghost all over the country that he can't catch up to and you kind of see that in the in the Times Square episode he's starting to lose it a little bit just kind of looking out at the city and smoking and just going a little nuts but yeah everyone's calling him a quack and he's just lucky he didn't live in the time of twitter uh oh. where he he would have been fired by this point but he he gets to vegas and where he has some close friends and his friends in critical condition and jacks isn't a villain so much and yeah. uh 
this scene helps us remind helps remind us that Jack's not the bad guy. He's just kind of a kind of a clown most times, and he has feelings too. Yeah, it made me definitely. sad, man. Definitely. Um, it he definitely shows probably more emotion in this episode than he has ever before. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I sided with Jack on several moments in this episode because it it just it really? shocked me that he had friends, first of all. But also, like we we said that he looks like Willem Dafoe as well, right? <laughs> and it's like Dafoe does play villains well, but that mug, that face he has, he's also played really charismatic characters. And oh, I, I was yeah. I was it Definitely. made me you know made me really like Jack McGee. Oh yeah. Um, the next thing I wrote uh, was we see David back at the casino with Kathy, and he says. I, and I don't know if this is a, a line just that's, uh, uh, that is said when gambling, uh, aim, but he said, when you're hot, I'm not. I'm not exactly what that even means. I'm uh, not sure what that means. Um, I mean, you when, you're, when, someone, when someone's hot and get, when they say someone's hot and gambling, it just means that they're having a lucky streak, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so okay. I would imagine that, that if someone's having a lucky streak and they're sitting near them, um, they're they're not having one. Very okay. few. Pe- it's very very rare that multiple people at a blackjack table are having a good time. It's usually just yeah. one person. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that makes sense. And since, um, as he says that, it was when I th- I think he was busting in the uh, in blackjack. Um, the next thing I wrote was that the, the goon is talking to his boss at the casino about the fact that. He, he knows he's seen David somewhere before. And then right as he's saying that, he noticed that David's sitting at one of the tables. Um, and the and the bad guy's like, the big bad is like, oh, you're telling me he works for us? Well, bring him on over. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 big bad boss gets revealed kind of late. And uh, it's kind of one of the worst ones, I think. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we have was... We see the Jack comforting Wanda at the hospital, and she tells him the key to the evidence is at Ed's desk at home. Um, and like this, uh, this was definitely one of the scenes where, I, uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, we see so much more emotion from Jack than we've ever seen before. And this was it, it was a great scene and him comforting Wanda. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, okay, what life did Jack have before he was wrapped up in this Hulk story? Like, he he's not done this all his life. Obviously, he had a life before this, and maybe he hasn't been around the country to see his friends, his close friends that he used to, because he's been so wrapped up and obsessed with this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next thing I have is said, um sadly one of the goons has already trashed ed's house um and then and we see him call the casino owner on the phone who we find out that uh find out that the casino owner has david with him now um and the casino owner starts trying to interrogate david to find out what ed gave him and david tells him but then acts like he forgot jack's last name and the the casino owner really does not like that um 
one of the goons pats David down and finds the piece of paper with McGee's his name on it and Locker 14. <laughs> you gotta wonder if David didn't think they would uh they would pat him down and then find that note. <laughs> well, you know, some uh, some bad guys are stupid. Uh, some heroes can be too. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody has that uh, that extra pocket in their pants that uh, nobody knows about, you know? Mm-hmm. You know the one. Oh, uh, yes. I don't um. mean the middle one. <laughs> uh, uh, so as I wrote down was um, so the casino owner has, has goons start looking for the locker at both the hotel and the airport. And the casino owner says that he'll deal with uh, David and Wanda himself. Um, <laughs> and David tries to escape, but the casino owner attacks him. And I, I would say this is the first time that we are seeing David actually fighting, but he doesn't <laughs> fight. He just gets pummeled until the Hulk comes out. He gets thrown down the stairs, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised to see. I was shocked to see the casino owner be that physical. Like he was the he was the the you know. I kind of feel like I even though I I don't think they intended for this uh, this because like um the maker of the series he uh, he intentionally made it tried to um make it so it's not like the comics for some reason, but uh, uh, (laughs) uh but um. I definitely could see parallels of the casino owner with Kingpin. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I he think was, that he's a, he's a guy 10 steps ahead of other people and felt like that shots. when he, uh, when he was beating up David. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. He's a big lumbering guy. And I mean, yeah. he's no Vincent D'Onofrio, but my goodness, he, yeah, I, I see, yeah. I see early, early versions of a, mob boss or a crime boss that is not unwilling to take care of the physical shit himself and i think that that's rare but when it does happen it's very reminiscent of kingpin for sure yeah definitely um and the next thing we have is that um i like how this time when hulk comes out though we don't uh, we don't get to see his transformation, which, as you know, I really like I like seeing the transformations. But I did like this one because it kind of uh, it kind of felt like there was a bit of suspense with the fact that we don't see him transform, but we see Hulk come out from around that corner. Yeah, I thought that, that was kind of cool seeing uh, having that little suspense in there. That felt straight out of a horror movie. Like they were really like elongating that reveal. We all knew it was coming. Every anybody who in the seventies would have watched this uh, episode should have known what yeah, was coming. Definitely. But at the same time, he's coming out of the shadows of some stairs. It was a cool new way to reveal that he was going to come up and fuck this guy up. Am I allowed God, to swear? Yeah. Am I allowed to swear in this? Yes, you're definitely allowed okay. to swear. Just checking. I gotta. I gotta ask every five episodes just to make sure. Uh, sometimes i forget whether or not i'm allowed to cuss yeah i i don't care about uh you can uh, you can curse as much as you want 
This ain't your mama's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hulk, uh, Incredible <laughs> Hulk, nineteen seventies podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next thing I have was that um, the Hulk comes upstairs and he slides the casino owner across the room, and then just casually walks back downstairs. As, uh, as uh, like. Uh, he's he's. I don't have to deal with this uh, as much more. This is, is that was enough. <laughs> I, I thought that was yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think a, a part of him thinks, "Oh, I was a hostage a second ago, as far as I can remember, and now I'm on the loose. I get to run away." <laughs> is that the same yeah. guy in the cowboy hat is on the on the plane though? He runs oh, by a cowboy hat, sure. another cowboy playing craps. And it's a pretty hilarious moment. The oh, guy's yeah. like, yeah. all the, the crap table goes yeah. flying. And he's like, ah, is everybody paying attention? I got mm-hmm. uh, I got four, uh, double four. And it's like, ah, shoot. And he just no. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looked like the same cowboy. Yeah, I'd, I, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I love that scene. Um, so I, I have, I think I wrote uh, a little bit before that. Um, so. Hawk scares a bunch of performers as he runs through, and one of them uh, asks, "Who's he?" I don't know why, but I just uh, I like I really liked how they said that in the scene. It was I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and and then we see Hawk breaking through the craps table like like it's paper. Um, yeah. and, and I I love how um. Hulk tosses these two guys out of the way and, and mm-hmm. he and they go barreling over a table and a balcony. Uh, uh did you notice that? I did not. I they went that far. Yeah, they <laughs> I'm actually looking at it right now. He goes through the he goes through <laughs> the crap staple like it's just a, a tablecloth and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah, he he throws these two guys behind him and they go fly. Oh my God. Yeah. They go flying over. I think it's maybe like a three step, three step yeah, rise. Yeah. They go flying yeah, over a table uh, and then a, over a railing. I, I saw yeah. those really funny. Um, <laughs> like I, I just, I love the idea. Uh, well, I love when Hawk throws people uh, over something <laughs> and then they just start barreling. I, I love the idea of people barreling after Hawk throws them. I was like, that's, that's the key. Like, that's the number one stunt man. You ask any stunt man, he's going to be like, you're going to want a barrel. <laughs> start start bailing right away. Oh, <laughs> Especially if some Hulk's going to throw you. Just <laughs> makes oh, me think man. of Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time in, in, uh, in Hollywood. Such a good character. Oh, man. Um, and then we see another two people. Um, these are ones that uh, that Hulk does. He doesn't uh, doesn't do anything to them, but they just see him and they're trying to get away. Um, so they just uh they uh, they um climb over the uh, the uh ledge of the uh, the escalator and just start sliding down the middle of it. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's got their technique for getting away from the Hulk. Makes perfect sense. I've always wanted to do that anyway. So I'd be sitting there going years and years of just wanting to slide down the middle of an escalator. And if the Hulk was running up at me, I'd be like, this is my chance. And I just go for it and just slide down. But they put little things, little bumps for you to hit your ass or your, your, your 
cojones. I see the moment you're talking about this couple. Mm. He, this man throws his girlfriend over and they both just start falling. Right. <laughs> I probably would love a, a love uh, sliding that too. Probably. I bet would they, love I bet that. they, sorry, go ahead. Uh, probably would love that much more than actually just walking down the uh, an escalator <laughs> just because I have, a, I have a fear of escalators. Fair enough. So Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, Whenever I get on an escalator, like I just immediately feel massive amounts of anxiety. I know it's like uh, I know that uh, there's no good reason for it, but uh, uh, because they are definitely safe machines. But I, but I, I don't know why. It just is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Whenever I'm on them, is it that you've you've heard horror stories of of bad escalator no, stories or something, no. or like shoelaces or something being no, caught? I, or... I I know. I just like. It freaks me out being on them, and like, uh, like I, I feel like something bad's gonna happen. I, I've, I haven't heard, heard many stories of uh, bad things happening, but yeah, it, it, there was. I did find out though that um, the day before I was born, my, uh, my mom, she was on an escalator, and she, uh, and because the escalator wasn't working at the time, uh, I'm she got tired and just sat down for like an hour or something. So I, I, I'm wondering if somehow that has to do with it, it of the fact that just a day before I was born, there was something happened with the yep. escalator. Yep. That sound that sounds like it's, it's everything that had to do with it. Yep. That's amazing mm-hmm. that there was even a story told in your family where she just sat down. Yeah. It was like, Nope. Yeah, because she was just tired. Uh, she got tired. Tired. Fair. Which, which makes fair. sense. Uh, it's, and it's interesting climbing because up it... a massive amount of uh, stairs, being pregnant, uh, or uh, literally almost in labor, pregnant can't uh, can't be fun. <laughs> and these, but these are stairs that move for you. I, I'm well, they well they're <laughs> they're supposed to, but they weren't working at the time. That's they true. Were, so she was uh, pissed they were, off or dead. Yeah, she's like, ah, she's like, man, this escalator is not doing for me what I expected, and I'm mad. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I'd be pissed too. And we, uh, the next thing that I wrote down is like you actually already mentioned of of we see this guy in a cowboy hat checking the floor to see if he's won. He did, but no one's paying attention. Um. And, I would love, and it wouldn't be like if it was the MCU, that'd be the same cowboy as the 747 episode. 100%. Is this the first time they've ever done a cutaway gag? Uh, what do you mean? I, I feel like that that's considered a cutaway uh, a gag because like, uh, I, they cut away from the story to go back to this guy. Uh, certainly, uh, yes. It this, definitely is a cutaway gag. You're not wrong about that. That's, is that's this, I, I'm wondering if this is the first. Uh, I, I don't seem to remember them uh, ever doing that on the this show before, and I I, uh, I think that's kind of cool. It's very um, likely that they, it's very likely that this is the first of many, and I'm yeah, excited for the next one. Hopefully, it's <laughs> yeah. the first of many, because I, I love cutaway gags. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, oh, the next thing I wrote was the. I guess they can get Hulk on location in New York City, but not uh, Las Vegas. Because as we see Hulk running outside, it's clearly green screened. Um, 
And uh, it's a little obvious, yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing I wrote was, I'm starting to notice that Hawk really likes sitting on stairs when he turns back into Banner. Hundred percent right. I, I remember that even from the 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 final round is the final yeah. round episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, oh my god, um, he goes to an alleyway and sits on stairs. It's the first thing I thought of when I saw this. Yeah. Uh, I think also they may uh, he may have in the New York City episode as well. Um, definitely, he's definitely done this at was, least five was times. Was the New York City episode episodes. the one where he got hit in the leg with the forklift? Or was that the final round episode? Oh, I'm not sure. It was one of them. One of those two. Yes, he had to rest. He had to sit down for a second. But I mean, I mean, you're right in in the hull in the episode of the 747 tonight. We we recorded the last episode. He was sitting on the stairs. stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because if you really analyze it, the progression from David to Hulk is a is a height thing. I'm thinking that the reason he uh, he does that is because when uh, us the first time that Hulk came out, um, Doctor Elena had him sit on that couch when he turned back. Yeah, you think I'm that it guessing... was like a a, a a like a a little conditioned um, thing in his brain to just sit down, calm down. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what uh, that's what it is. Or like, a, um, I think you're onto something. So the next thing I wrote was, um, so the cops are out looking to try and find the Hulk, but uh, when they get to the alley, he's already reverted back to Banner, and they ask David if he's been sober enough to see anything the last half an hour, and David says he's not sure, um, and... I, I like this idea of him blaming not remembering on being drunk, even though mm-hmm. he wasn't drunk. Yeah, um, I mean, Vegas is one of the few places that people are so drunk that there was famous. There's famously oxygen vans and they'll yeah. bring around and make sure that they sober people up so they can mm-hmm. go back to gambling. It's crazy. Yeah, I find crazy. Uh, a- Continue. Next thing I have was that uh, Jack and Wanda get to Ed's house and they find it trashed from the goon who was there earlier. But happily, because the goon was awful at trashing the place, Wanda is able to get the key. (laughs) I think it's hilariously uh, bad that the... uh, the uh, one of the main reasons that the goon would be it should be there trying to find stuff is that uh, is find this uh, uh, the evidence and they didn't think finding a key would be uh, mean anything so they did uh, either that or or they did uh, they actually didn't see the key which you definitely did a real uh, you're really bad at trashing a place if you don't think to look under a piece of paper or something that the key was under. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at the moment right now and it really is just under a book. And this yeah, guy was like, like throwing lamps across the damn room and yet somehow he didn't just lift a book. Yeah. Find that damn key. 14. Well, he's okay. He wasn't looking for a, a key actually at the time. He was looking for the evidence because they didn't know that it was in uh, inside. But still, 
you would i feel like you would look under every surface mm. that is for any single thing that could be incriminating and if you see a key you think you should probably think something of it <laughs> nah, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah no no you're you're onto something there for um sure. we, we see a david at a mechanic shop um and we hear the uh the mechanic say these these funny lines of come on you little turkey and <laughs> uh, i've heard of guys losing their shirts but that's ridiculous <laughs> it goes back to the the cab driver in new york uh, yeah don't lose your um, shirt keep your shirt on uh i this uh, i think this is one of the first times where we actually see how David gets a god new shirt after hulking out. Um, <laughs> so true. And I I love that they're being very meta about it uh, with these uh, these jokes about um uh, um him losing his shirt uh, again and again. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean they can't just ignore it for yeah. like what we're in eight episodes now, and he can't keep wearing the same one and oh, yeah. how the hell did, how the hell did he even get that second shirt on the airplane like there's so many unanswered questions when it comes to shirts yeah. especially well, yeah <laughs> i'm guessing with the airplane he just stole it out of someone's uh, uh suitcase um, yes that does make sense that's, that's a really it's a really easy solution you're right never uh, mind um <laughs> So we see Wanda refusing to get out of town, even though Jack doesn't think she's safe. But he re- he reluctantly leaves without her. And but first, he kisses her on the cheek, which I, I found really weird. Mm. Did, did you? Uh, did it well, seem weird to you at all? Not so much. I mean, we we have yet to really understand their relationship, and even her relationship to Ed. I I mean. If he's concerned and walking away to maybe his death, like I think that it was a more a more common thing in those days to kiss a friend on the cheek, even mm. um, than to be romantic. And you know what? Maybe he did have a romantic interest in her, and that's the closest he felt he could go. Mm. And you know, the furthest he felt yeah. he could go to express that goodbye, because he really doesn't want any harm to come to her, and he doesn't know if he's going to live. So. I don't know. It's, it, I watch a lot of old movies, and when when it comes to cheek kissing, it's not nearly as it's not nearly as weird back then. But it would it would be weird in a in a film or to yeah, show it, now. I think. Yeah, because it, it'd be like, why did you just kiss your uh, your friend's girlfriend? Your friend, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah. yeah. So um, the I say I wrote was said. David calls Wanda to warn Jack that he's in danger, but it is too late because Jack is already on the way to the airport locker where there are two goons waiting. Um, and David has her try to call airport security, but before she has the chance to uh, call them, uh, the casino owner appears behind her and it's like, uh, I guess it uh, it wasn't enough for him to turn away having this uh, freakishly large, large being uh, a, a throw him across a room. Yeah, it's very amazing to me how persistent uh, a lot of the people are that face the Hulk already. 
and yeah. they don't take the hint that hey he might be a player later in the scenario <laughs> yeah I, I, I it reminds me of in the final round episode when hulk lands in the uh the um ring and the other bo- uh the, the boxer who's in there even though he sees this guy is absolutely giant he still is like i right, i'm gonna, i'm gonna, i'm gonna fight you i'm gonna fight you yeah yeah i had i had the same feeling later and i'll get to it when we get to the when we get to the later moment but uh, i'll explain it in a minute mm. uh also oh the, the next i have was that uh, i really like that david is willing to put himself in danger of being seen by mcgee to save mcgee's life yes yes 100 percent He gets so close to a moment where he could just end up blowing his cover, blowing the whole thing and, you know, never really being able to escape or continue running um, ever again, just to save McGee. And it's a touching thing to think about. Definitely. Um, The, so the next time I was, I think I find it funny how they, uh, they reuse the same stock footage of a Los Angeles, uh, not Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas street multiple times <laughs> within, uh, and I think multiple times in like the same five minute span of the nighttime of this, uh, this uh, Las Vegas street. Um, like it's literally yeah. the same shot of stock footage like twice. Yeah. And I feel like they that like if they were shooting, they're trying to like make you feel like you're in Vegas without maybe being in Vegas. Maybe they're in a studio, or whatever. Um, they're like, oh well, these streets that we're allowed to shoot in don't really scream Vegas, you know. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta show some more recognizable lights or some more like stereotypical background stuff. So yeah. they just keep using the same thing. Yep. Um. <laughs> So the next thing I wrote was that I love how there's so much suspense as Jack walks through the airport and David runs through the airport. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a recurring theme where David is always trying to catch up to the drama at hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's the same. It's almost identical to the Times Square episode where he's trying to get there quicker than anybody else can and before any drama can happen Definitely. and uh he's always he's always 10 steps behind which is a shame but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah and it's a shame that he can't turn into the hulk and just run yeah. green screen or more just yeah but uh yeah um so the goons capture both david and mcgee and i, I wrote holy shit they put them both in the back of a car together. Like uh, McGee is knocked out, but still, holy shit! Did that moment before they revealed that McGee was knocked out? Did that not send chills up your spine? Because oh, yeah. they sit David in the back. They're like, "Oh, he's in the back of this car too." Oh, okay. Let's put you in here with your friend. And they shove him in there, and then he likes. It's just the camera's on David, and he's slowly looking over at McGee. 
And he's like, oh, shit, he's going to realize I'm alive. I've got a lot of explaining to do. Um, and he looks at Finally, the camera shows the reverse shot and it's knocked out Mickey. I thought there was going to be like a bag over his head or something. Yeah, I, I'm surprised there wasn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, knocked out makes sense. I mean, that's a close second. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like still, like it's such a that's such a big scene than being yeah. in a car together. Um, yeah. they went good. to great lengths to show to make sure that Jack never sees that David Banner is alive. Yeah, and I I appreciate how much they played with that suspense. That was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Definitely. Um, so the uh, the nice thing I had was that they take them to a landfill and. Man, this landfill looks so fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you can definitely tell that they did this in a studio, um, mm-hmm. just yep, simply there's... from how uh, from how the light works in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't far from a time when a lot of movie scenes that had to take place outdoors at night. They'd shoot them in the daytime and then they'd take that footage and crank the exposure way down so that it looked like you could see how weird it looked like there'd be like yeah. horizon lines and stuff that looked a little off, but like they, it was very hard to shoot at night. So anything that took place at nighttime outdoors in a huge expansive area was, was had to be shot in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So. It shows. It shows. It definitely. Yeah, it definitely shows. Um, <laughs> So they throw them in a pit and just as McGee is about to wake up and see David, they drop a bunch of dirt on them. Um, There's a really nice, nice job of the goons to do that. It was very kind of them to help hide David Banner's uh, identity from McGee. uh, Really (laughs) kind of them. Um, So right after the casino owner arrives with wanda uh david walk uh hawks out and i i I really i liked how when he hawks out hawk's hands just start raising out of the dirt as if he's a zombie Mm. i thought that was really cool very effective do hands first my favorite was when he stood uh, fully, fully upright and the sand was pouring off of him. He decided to then in that moment, just take that shirt or what was left of that shredded shirt, just toss it off. I was like, yes, yeah. enough of the freaking shredded shirts. I hate when he wears them like an old lady shawl, like when he's like trying to fight <laughs> villains and he's still got a poncho on, like just take the damn shredded shirt and throw it away. I was very happy. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the next thing I wrote was that Hulk starts flexing his muscles for a minute while McGee wakes up and sees him. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wrote, hell yeah, Hulk both, both picks up McGee to save him, but then also does that. We haven't seen him do much in the show, but I, I don't even know if we have seen him do it all, all before, but he does a Hulk jump. Yes, and that was so cool. Oh, seeing him do a Hulk jump up in the show. Yeah, uh, very true. Very true. We don't you don't see a lot of Hulk jumps, and we see a bit of a Hulk jump down at the end. But this is the first like big mm-hmm. Hulk. Yeah, up, which is Definitely. sweet. And I, I just looked at it as like like 
this and this is the moment I was talking about um, earlier when I'm saying like henchmen so easily seem to be okay with being instructed to go and go at a guy Lou Ferrigno size. Forget the fact that he's green. Forget like forget the fact that he's snarling and doesn't seem to know how to reason with humans. But there's just someone Lou Ferrigno's size. If my boss said get him. I'd be like that dude from Iron Man three where I'd be like, I'd put down my gun. I'd be like, I hate working here. These people are so weird. And I'd be running in another direction. Um, That, that it's so funny to me when he's just like, Lee, get him, Charlie, get him, whoever, get him. And they're just like, okay. And then it's like, (laughs) are you not scared of this giant snarling man? It's it's the guy's easy. Huge. He just flexed all his muscles. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that would terrify me. And I'd never I, go near him. I I, I love how uh, throughout the show, uh, like you keep see, uh, seeing that Hulk just flexes his muscles and uh, also it's like a victory kind of thing. Uh, a of like yeah yeah I did it's, this. It's a big moment. Yeah yeah, like he's celebrating something before it happens. He's like. Argh! I turned into him. Oh, good. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, just do that same thing at the end mm-hmm. <laughs> when everybody's safe and you've won uh, the day. Uh, and the next thing I wrote was damn Hulk kick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Hulk threw that, that goon pretty far. Um, mm-hmm. and I love that Hulk breaks off the front of the bulldozer and then yep. he knocks the rest of it over. Uh, <laughs> yeah he's like i kind of i'm not sure what this what this machinery is but i know this part comes off easy and yeah. uh, the rest of it i'm pretty sure okay i'm not going to keep pulling this apart let me make this quicker and he just <laughs> more, <laughs> he just yeah <laughs> he just bench presses it oh, and then he man. flexes afterwards he's just like i did it i know how to pull up a push up a dope bulldoze i can't yeah i <laughs> Yeah, I love it. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this whole time he's face to face with Jack, and Jack's so scared of him uh, at first, but then he just like yeets him to safety. Yeah. And then Jack's uh, like, oh, he's not interested in killing. Mm-hmm. He's helping. He's a hero. So McGee tries to talk to Hulk, and though Hulk obviously can't talk back. This, this is a really cool scene seeing him like actually trying to talk to Hulk. Yep. Um, 100%. and the uh, I wrote the mean casino owner shot Hulk, so Hulk threw a rock at him, <laughs> which scared Hulk into running away before our yeah. McGee could get uh, could see him turn back into Banner, but it was, it was close. close, yeah. Yeah, it was a it close was call, really and that, close. that put. I bet you in in the the day that this episode premiered, people were on the edge of their fucking couches, oh, yeah, just going definitely. like, "Oh my god, he's gonna like something's happening, something's happening to his face," and then all of a sudden he gets shot and he runs away, mm. and it's all lost. Like that suspense is that's 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 perfect TV, John. No, perfect yeah, TV, definitely, definitely. Oh, and I love it. So. The final scene of the episode, um, David, he leaves as he always does, but uh, but not before playing one last slots game with Kathy. Sadly, mm-hmm. he doesn't win, though. Um, 
Of course. So of course they couldn't have you know they uh, couldn't have the tragic hero win a slots game. That would uh, show he had luck on his side. Yeah. So just saying. So this episode, uh, uh, I I think this episode was really good. Um, I I love how David almost got caught by McGee multiple times, and holy shit, I had a lot of notes for this episode. And I think this is one of the best episodes yet. Um, what would be your final thoughts on the episode? Well, uh, to me, uh, the the big thing, and we we kind of teased this at the beginning, is that. The fact that they threw in the idea of not only is is has Jack McGee come this close, but he's also seen the Hulk, been saved mm-hmm. by the Hulk, okay. tried to reason with the Hulk. He's not okay. a, he's not scared of him, and he sees him being a hero, and so that re- completely recontextualizes the Hulk in Jack McGee's brain. At least I hope to yeah, not. So, yeah, to not no longer look at him as a menace and a monster and a you know a UFO kind of like big titillating uh, article that he could write, but maybe trying to understand him better. I'm very eager to see how this changes the dynamic between Jack going forward. I want to see Jack changing how he pursues. I want him to pursue him still. I really do. I don't want him to just leave him alone. That would be different. That'd be. I can't see him doing that. But there's way more to the story now. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's I can see, yeah. So my, my, my final thoughts are that and and this episode, like after that month long break that we took, it's like, I have missed this show and I'm so glad that you've gotten me into it, John. And, yeah, and it, it, it it's a welcome assignment. And I, I it's an awesome look back at television, which I'm obsessed with. And I'm just I'm so glad that uh, that you wanted to do this with me. And I thank you very much yeah. for bringing me on. And I'm forever thankful for you. Who being willing to come on and do this with me? Um, because I really enjoy uh, doing this with you. I really enjoy talking to you. Um, same man, like, same. You've been uh, like you are. You have been like one of the most helpful people to me in my entire life. So it's just, it's. Uh, oh, thank you. It's. I'm so glad well, to yeah, hear that. Nice. Nice. Um. So I I actually couldn't find any interesting trivia from this episode. <laughs> um, it's too good an episode. All the trivia is just yeah, laid out. Uh, uh, um, but I I did find a thing for the goof section on IMDb. So after Hulk destroys the craps table, the uh the gam- gambler finds the dice on the floor to see a three and a four claiming to have won um the next uh next shot uh showing where he shows he's still exclaiming he won although the dice now read three and five instead of three and four um hulk played a hand in his craps game yeah and all right so oh the answer to the trivia question from earlier was um writer being stan lee and the artist being jack kirby i you know what of my very limited knowledge and and what's silly is that i i I draw i'm an artist and i took a lot of inspiration from comic books growing up the fact that i didn't just leap to those two names that i could easily have named of marvel's empire jack kirby and stan lee and I didn't do that. It's bothering the shit out of me. <laughs> I, I guess I went for uh, for comedy. 
hey, it's, hope, it, it's hope right. it was worth it yeah <laughs> definitely great um, all right so is there any uh, any final thoughts you'd like to say before we end off the episode um other than the fact that you're right this is the best episode we've I think that I think this I think what you're saying is this is the best episode we've reviewed. Would like, you agree? That's my like, question. I, to you. I still don't know whether this is uh, uh, like I have I yet to know watch this the next is as good as the first episode of the show or not uh, mm. or still, but it's, it is definitely really high up there. Um, I mean, yeah. without the first episode, we wouldn't have the tingling feelings that we're having about this one. Yeah. So they are they are in tandem. They are they are um and, uh, and uh, like and the biggest reason why I I I love the first episode the best is just like that episode is very much reliant on the science of it all versus a lot of the rest of the series they they don't go into a lot of science. True. It it um, held it held our interest. It held held my interest. To watch a because it was movie length, yeah, and a lot of it was non-Hulk, mm-hmm. and it and it really delved into the the science of it and the idea before Hulk even emerged, and yet, you know, there every episode since then has been ver- a very formulaic version of okay, there's a problem he has to solve, strangers he has to meet, we have to meet them, we have to see the problem, then he has to Hulk out, Hulk out and solve it. And so there's so much formula, 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 same thing, different day. And then we get this episode with Jack McGee where he's woven back into it in a way that makes us care about him. I, I didn't see that one coming so early because we're not at the finale of season one. Yeah, no, we aren't. I would have guessed that that kind of shit would have been, would have been saved for the finale. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh Thank you for listening. And if you like this gamma analysis, please give a five star review. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode. So please let me know. And if you'd like to hear from more or from me, please subscribe. And many more gamma analysis is coming from me. So keep on the lookout. This again is your host, Smash Trivia John, signing off.